See Jim Owen at a club near you. Go to jimowen.com. It's observational comedy, but I can, you know, I hope it's not too blokey. That's my biggest worry. Always like to do jokes for girls, keep everybody involved in the night. Um, don't you hate it when you get an itchy fanny? Merrickville, 104.9 Triple M. Where am I? Welcome to Merrickville. Great to have your company, Sydney. It's Monday. Let's dust off a shaky weekend. How are you feeling, Lawrence Mooney? Been... I am very excited because there is news out of Indonesia, Mez. Istihirat Panjara. Istihirat Panjara. That's a that's jailbreak. There's oh. been a jailbreak. That's what, that's yeah. what it really is. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not a Corby, though. That's the interesting thing. Istihirat Panjara. No, but uh, we should get Mercedes on. Mm. Uh, just to yell abuse at Should it. we? Yeah. 100%. <laughs> Should we? So, do, do, can you do that again? Seriously, that is actually Indonesian, isn't it, that you're speaking? That is Indonesian. Do it again. Istihirat Penjara. Okay, I can speak a tiny bit of Indonesian. Oh, yeah. Baik, baik, saja. No, no. Bagaimana, saudara? No, that's, that's on banana pancake. Oh. <laughs> banana pancake. Get this me. Banana pancake, uh, that's all I can speak. No, that's, that's it. I think that's English with an Indonesian accent. Banana pancake, ecstasy, ecstasy. No, thank you. No, thank Istirahat you. Panjara. We're going to have a great show. Mal's uh, in. Are we? Honestly, <laughs> yeah. who knows? It's, it's, who a knows? Roll, it's a roll of the dice. Stick that's around, see what happens. I mean, that's a hook. What are we doing? 90s throwback. What are we doing, Liam? What's Generation your... 90s. Generation Every 90s. Monday. That's me. How do you yeah, feel we, about that, Laws? We were massive in the 90s, man. Massive. And I love a oh. lot of the music from the 90s. Love the 90s? Super. It was such yeah. a good time. God, let's just relive it. And then they got into the early 2000s. Oh, shit. Got children and then oh. everything just went, oh. Made a countless dicey career decisions. <laughs> 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 bad lifestyle choices. Oh. Anyway, for the 90s. How good with the 90s? Ah, oh, good times. Protected sex. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it. Pre-laser, pre-razor. Okay. Oh, yeah. Remember that? Pubic hair was everywhere. It was everywhere. Yeah. (laughs) Get your winter coat on. (laughs) Sometimes on the legs. You've been to the the toilets at Merrickville. It's still around here. Okay. Uh, Merrick, we've got got some of this. It's time for some more really depressing Sydney news. Oh, yeah. That's right. If you live in Sydney, which you do... Some hot off the press real estate news just to make you sad with your tiny little faces. All the prices have gone down and it's really cheap. No, <laughs> oh. no, it's not what's oh. happened. In Marylands, a vendor on the weekend made almost $300,000 after flipping his property after just nine months. That's right, nine months. So if you'd bought it instead 10 months ago, you would have paid $300,000 less. This is in Marylands. So yep. that Maryland's, of course, got a beautiful harbour view there. Yeah, hundred percent, right next to Point Piper there, Maryland's. Yeah, Maryland's. Mm-hmm. Or, is that, or as they call Watson's it, Bay. Yep, Maryland's. Or as they, they sometimes call it Blacktown by the Ocean. Um, <laughs> right. So if you built a fifty-story tower in mm-hmm. Maryland's, oh. ocean view, <laughs> <laughs> and you had one of those weird binocular setups that they have on a post, then yeah, yeah. absolutely, harbourfront. <laughs> Uh, over the weekend, the homeowner made almost $300,000, less than 12 months, selling his property at auction in worse condition than he bought it. So not only did he make three hundred grand in nine months, he did some renos that he was mm. not very good at, and he buggered the place up. He bought it 
for uh, $920,000 and sold it for $1,185,000. After making it worse. <laughs> After making it worse to the point where there was cracks in the ceiling. There's cracks in the ceiling. How many times will Tom Williams learn just He's to leave strike. things alone? Chippy, put the tools down, sport. Put the oh, Jamie Jury, leave the garden alone, mate. mate. We don't want any pavers. Flaws, are you are you the sort of bloke who will do a bit of your, your Reno work? I'll have a crack. Yeah, I'll have a crack. How far? I'll 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 make it worse than it was, and then I'll just go. Oh, this this needs an expert. How bad is it when you have to call in the tradie yeah, after you've had a go at something? Yeah, my toolbox consists of some screwdrivers and tubes of liquid nails. Oh, so there's just a lot of goo. <laughs> <laughs> just outside stick of the, it to the wall. Outside of the bedroom. What's yeah. it like? <laughs> yep. And also in my toolbox. And that's not a euphemism. Oh no. <clears throat> We imagine though. We imagine. We imagine though that whoever's bought this house, yeah, is going to have to. They've got to be careful for a start. Demo. It's a complete demolition, don't they? They just bulldoze it. We got to rent some units. To reno on a reno is tough work because you don't know what shortcuts they've taken. Now here's the thing: there is a massive crack in the ceiling. I'll tell you right now: if somebody goes up in there, they're falling through. Now I love these stories, and this is what I said to the boys today. I wanted to open up the phones because I think this is very funny. One triple three five three, and I know it's a high risk talkback topic, but I just know Triple M, and I just know we've got a very good chance. Mm. Have you ever fallen through a ceiling or a floor? Because what tends to happen is when you fall through a ceiling or a floor, you get stuck. And usually it's around about waist height, which means a part of you is being trapped in another part of the house. Oh, yeah. You don't want the bearers. I'd prefer to fall out of a ceiling and take the full 10 to 12 feet onto the boards rather than go foot either side of a bearer. Okay, oh. let's play this game. Would you rather Would you rather fall through, fall through a floor, right, and land uh, on your feet but break both your ankles or fall through a floor and just have the bearer get you right there in the middle. Yeah, and just really rupture a Jats cracker. <laughs> <laughs> One of those injuries where people come to help and you go, leave me alone, don't touch me. Don't touch me, just leave me here. And I'm going to get you out, just leave me here. No, 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 no. Right. Yeah. This will heal on its own. But... I'm going to stay here. You joke, Lawrence, but we're every chance to get a caller in this who uses the term degloved. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! This is a massive instrument. But there's things. There's things that you would be happy to have the glove put back on. Yeah. And there are things that should never be degloved. No, no, never. But here's the thing too: it doesn't necessarily mean bad injuries. You might have just fallen through the crawl space. That's really common. You know, I've done that before, where I've been in a ceiling space. And you put your foot on, you know, I slipped off one of the joists or something like that, and you put your foot on the plaster, and you go, oh, that was close, but I didn't go through. Because, blokes, what do we like to do? We like to get into a roof space when there's no one else around to help us <laughs> and not let anybody know that we're going in there and then have a horrible incident and then lay there or be captured there for hours waiting yeah. for somebody's missus to come and find you. You just go up with a pair of uninsulated pliers thinking, electricity. I mean, it can't oh, no, be no. that hard. I could fix this hot water service. This would be easy. What I'll I do is I'll take I can rewire this. Yes. Boom. 100%. <laughs> phones, of course, melted down. One triple three five three. Let's see your calls. Have you fallen through a ceiling or a floor? Whoa. Yeah.
Foo Fighters, my hero here. Triple M, what are we doing again, Liam? What's it called? Generation 90s. Generation 90s, that's us. Every Monday. Absolutely, that's great. I like that. Lots. Of, it's only exclusively 90s tracks. Yep, so we had Soup Dragon first up. Yeah. A bit of Fooies there. As the name there. might suggest, yeah. Generation 90s, you'd expect them from the 90s, wouldn't you? Fairly massive 90s contingency there. Oh, I love You've the cracked 90s. it, Lawrence. You've cracked it. Good. Pavement, good. Weezer. You am I. Yeah. Who didn't, who didn't own Berlin Chair? Come on. That's a great track. We'll get to all of those at some stage. Uh, <laughs> Lawrence Mooney with this afternoon. Taking your calls on 13353, talking about renovations and talking about building in general. The depressing side is, of course, that housing prices in Sydney are now absurd, as they always have been. But we're asking you, have you fallen through a roof, a ceiling, mm. or a floor? And yeah, it's a simple question. Yeah, thought you the might floor get would it. be rotten. Mm. The the ceiling is just plastered. Don't mm. get off the wood and mm. the roof. What are you doing up there in the first place? Exactly. Um, here's the thing: you'd expect maybe one or two calls at most on another radio station. You'd get none. Mm. You'd get none. Full board. People. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Full board. Hello, Triple M. Thanks for listening. Good Don and Mogoa. Hello, mate. There you go, Merrick. Here we go. Far away. Don. Here we go. Party <laughs> back in the 1980s. Uh, mm. A few bevies and in jumping into the pool wasn't quite good enough. Jumped off the fence into the pool. Not myself. Uh, garage, the neighbour's garage. They decided to climb onto that, and old mate fell through the corrugated asbestos oh. roofing oh. straight onto the roof of the old mate's car, which in turn the alarm started going off, and he's <laughs> spread eagle on the roof of the car. <laughs> oh, that is terrific. <laughs> So many things yeah. went wrong. Has he got um, mesothelioma now, or is he okay? Uh, no, he, he was okay, but trying to climb back out of the roof when, um, yeah, the neighbours opened up the garage. Yeah, I was going to say, here's the trick. Wasn't too happy. Maybe, maybe, maybe don't go out the way you came in, mate. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I don't reckon that's the way they park their car. I'd be going out the door. Mm. Oh, Jagged well. and sharp too That asbestos once you've gone through Ooh, Coming yeah. back the other yeah. way And yeah. given he was trying to jump into a pool Just in his dick togs as well So He didn't He didn't mention that Don't say dick He didn't say that he did, You're he obsessed Liam shorts, Liam Yeah I don't know Don't you got a really strong, you got a really strong visual image of this guy's genitalia for no reason. <laughs> Genuine dislike for you two, <laughs> but it was pretty pointed. Oh, he's gone red. He's gone red. Yes. Yeah, Brett. He, he, he probably in his dick stickers, <laughs> and they're really tight and wet, and they're really hugging him, and he's on the car, and he's all spreading. Shut up, Liam. It might have been, might have been white. Do you reckon they were white? Yeah. You see through them. Brett and, uh, from Cogra is on the line. <laughs> Brett. Save me. Sorry, Brett. Save me. Sorry, Brett. We're just doing some workplace bullying. Great to have you on the show. Thanks, buddy. Thanks. Yeah, I was, mate, I was working at the airport a few years ago and uh, checking the air conditioning. And uh, we're up like it. They had the set ceiling, and above they had a catwalk that goes across through the roof space. Yeah. Mm, yep. And uh, me, and, me and my workmate were working through. We were looking at this airport. Uh, it looks a bit sketchy, but it should be all right. So as I've stepped out, it's just collapsed under me, and I've fallen down through all the rafters. And mate, I've come through my feet straight into the federal police meeting above the boardroom table. <laughs> and then they pulled their guns and shot you. Mate, you should have seen them all jump up. I bet, mate. They're feds. They're armed. They're, yeah, they're looking it's... for terrorists, and you fall out of the ceiling, mate. This was not the soundtrack that accompanied you. Off the 
play a little bit quicker apart from the rotator cuff torn and the medial ligament torn oh. and a couple of cracked ribs. Oh. Uh, Brett. You know what I can say, though, Brett? You are very, very fortunate that as soon as you land, they go, what's your name? And you go, Brett, and they go, oh, it doesn't sound very terrorist no. I mean, if your name was Muhammad, <laughs> that would have blown you away, sport. <laughs> Sweet. But I'm yeah. all embarrassed and everything fallen through. And I've, I've seriously, I just got up and I've, like, I've said to walk out. I've walked about 50 metres and my mate had come down, going, what's going on? And I said, oh, I think I'm all right. And I just collapsed. Yeah, yeah. Adrenaline got me out of the room. Yeah, but... yeah. Right. It's, there's nothing worse than that. Like, you know, when you see people like trying to walk on a busted leg and it's, you know, the bones oh, coming oh. through and they go, no, I'm all right. No, I'm all right. And you go, oh, don't look down. <laughs> you are not all right. Dylan in Norellan. Hey, how's it going, buddy? Yeah, really good, mate. All right. Talking about falling through floors and ceilings. Yeah, it wasn't actually me. It was one of my foremans a few years ago. He was working four stories up on Eve, installing some gutters, and he's taken a step back and fallen four stories into the basement. Oh, jeez. Oh, wow. That, and what happened yeah. to him? Um, his fall was broken by a pile of rubbish. Um, but, yeah, six months in hospital and in a full body brace wow. for a good part of five months. So oh. did, he, did he fracture a vertebra or two? Oh, yeah, quite. Uh, he fractured almost everything. Like, it was, it was pretty bad, he was telling oh. me. Oh, yeah, mate, I'm I'm rapt to hear that he's you know he's alive because that's a pretty massive fall. We're thinking about like you know one story max. So you've gone straight yeah. to four stories, but it does yeah. it does show he's fallen into a pile of rubbish. So the lesson here is, tradies, leave your shit laying around. Yeah, <laughs> don't pick up those don't clean up the those oak up. cartons, <laughs> pie wrappers, just packets of smokes and empty oak cartons. People everywhere. magazine, yeah, just with, a, just a, with people on them. <laughs> Have we got time for one more call? We do another? Yes. All right. Uh, Adam and Kiraway. Hello, mate. Hello, mate. There you go. Very good indeed. All right. We're talking about falling through roof spaces and floors. I wasn't as bad as the last guy, but it was a bit of a ripper. I was a teenager, come over from school, and my grandfather was painting the house when my parents were renovating. So I've just gone upstairs and said, see, see the grandfather, and um, walked on a board and didn't realise that he had it sitting on two-floor joists, but the part that was hanging out was on nothing. Oh, so I yes. just went. I went straight down, and the board twisted and went straight up into the oh. jack crackers. Oh! Punched yeah. the whole clean in it. Oh! Went down to the bathroom to inspect the damage, and when I've taken the undies off, down have dropped. Oh! Oh no! Now, no! Plum, plumage. Now <laughs> I had just to, had, to tuck, had to tuck them back in. Oh! I had to tuck them back in. No. Then mum come, mum come in to have an inspection. So I had to drop them back out. Oh. <laughs> tuck them back up again. Then off to the doctor's. He's playing the hokey pokey. <laughs> then I had Just... to tuck them in for four stitches at the doctor's for the to uh, sew up the hole. Oh, just just for interest sake, what colour are they? <laughs> They're quite an interesting colour, actually. They're are they? Sort of bit, bit, Bit purpley beige, kind of. I had a feeling they might have been yeah. white, but they're not. I, th- I thought white. They feel like they're white. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, quite, quite interesting at times. That was my story. So when they fell out, were they just being suspended, like like by ganglion? Yeah, yeah, they were held on by the by the you know Spent whatever you. the tubes are that are attached to it. I don't know. I'm a yeah. plumber. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> See Jim Owen at a club near you. Go to jimowen.com. My name is Jimon, uh, but I'm not too sure if I'm saying it right. <laughs> Merrickville, 104.9 Triple M. Well, that's some great news. Jimon 
uh, is back on the road. He's back touring again. Sensational. If you haven't seen Jim Owen, you know, he's been a stalwart of the comedy scene for over 20 years. So get along and see him. He's a quality act. Never fails. Uh, go to jimowen.com for details. Uh, very, very funny guy. Uh, you would have worked with Jim Owen before. I uh, just live around the corner from Jim Owen and uh, I'm friends with his sister Lucy and uh, the whole McEwen family are very funny. They're always uh, taking the PI double five out of you. And uh, I was standing in uh, waiting for my wife and child to come out of a toy shop and uh, Lucy comes up to me on Sunday it was and uh, she goes, "Are you? Is, do you know somebody in that toy shop or are you just pedophiling? <laughs> Like it's a, a verb. <laughs> I said, I said, what do you no, say to that? You've got nowhere to go. You know what you do? No. You just go home and go, I don't know what to do now. Or are you just pedophiling? No, thanks. Like, I, like, no. No, I don't even own a file. <laughs> I'm just gonna go, I think I'm just going to go home now. Um, so for comedy that's not like that, uh, you can see Jamal performing his world. Oh, you can take the whole stand- family along to see Jamal. Yeah, yeah, he's great. Uh, he's not his sister though. Uh, <laughs> Jamal performing his world-renowned stand-up comedy at a club near you. Go to jamal.com for details. Interesting story, Loz. That was not the anecdote I was expecting. Every morning I get woken by the airplanes flying right over the top of my That's very, very clever. And it's always a good message to sell on the show to switch an A for E. Oh, no, hang on. That sounds like. Thought I did there. Lawrence Mooney with me this afternoon. Lawrence Mooney. We have very, very special access, don't we? We do. uh, To the Prime Minister himself, the man in charge, whether he be at Point Piper, the Lodge, or in Kirribilli. And this week he's been in the news for his impersonation of the Donald. What did you think of it, Mez? I at thought the midwinter it, ball. I thought it was good. And what it did is it said to me, I'd like to see more of that from our leadership. And I'd like to see, you know, which is not actually being a politician, being a human being, being a smart ass. It was good. Yeah. So uh, I, I thought it was good. It showed a human side to him and it looked like he'd had a couple of shardies or shone mm. and blancs and he was glowing. Mm. And uh, let's find out what's happening on his voicemail. It's the Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull speaking. I was a smash hit at the midwinter ball the other night with my impression of the Donald. I stormed, as they say. If you haven't heard it, I said this. We are winning in the polls. We are. Not the fake polls. Not the fake polls. They're the ones we aren't winning in. We're winning in the real polls. You know, the online polls. They're so easy to win. I know that. Did you know that? I kind of know that. They're so easy to win. I have this guy, this Russian guy, believe me, it's true. It's true. It was terrific. Everybody was laughing. And then Laurie Oaks leaked the leak, the fat <laughs> He's like a beanbag for a family of eight. I'm a great impersonator. I had a terrific night. Who do you impersonate and leave a message? Turnbull, you invertebrate nonce. You've got no comic timing. You spoke over the laughs. You didn't let the piece breathe. And your impersonation was non-existent. I'm giving it a two. You're not going to Sydney. You're probably already in Sydney. By the way, we lived on a hill when I was a kid and I could do a truck stopping with a tension brake. It's Lazarus. 
Oh, Mr. Turnbull's a jay, let me speak you. You know, I dare say funny. Although you were really, really good as JFK the other night. Oh, 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 it was like he was right there in the room, but with the top of his head on. Very funny. My dad used to do impersonations in the Chinese restaurant after a few beers. He'd impersonate the Chinese staff. And we got chased out of there with a cleave one night and never went back. We didn't even have to pay the bill. <laughs> when I used to get locked in, in the woodshed, I communicated with the pigeons. Mr. Prime Minister, it's Rudy Vanderstone here, the stereotypical Dutchman from Merrickville via Holland and the Netherlands. Uh, I'm very good at impersonations. I love it. Uh, some very classic uh, Dutch characters. Rembrandt, for example. Uh, here I go. I think I'll paint uh, the girl with that pearl earring in her earlobe. <laughs> and uh, I can do a very good Van Gogh. Uh, I'm going to cut my ear off because uh, I'm depressed and there's no Beyond Blue uh, to call. Uh, and I want to self-harm. That's a community service announcement there, Mr. Prime Minister, built into the comedy, uh, as well as, uh, you know, enjoying yourself as a message. And finally, my impression of a massive, ugly dyke. It's a trick. They don't make a sound. They just hold the water back, but uh, it does make everybody a little bit nervous. It's Rudy. <laughs> Hello, Malcolm. Oh, I love impersonations, Malcolm. I can do a terrific Ethel Merman. There's no business like show business like no business I know. Everything about it is appealing. Everything that traffic will allow. <laughs> it's a terrific impersonation of Ethel Merman. And here's an impersonation of my father. Oh, Christopher, I love it. <laughs> I love you, Dad. It's Pino. Always great to see Aussies having a crack at things, isn't it? I love it mm. when we're on the big world stage and all the other countries are having to go and then there's a little Aussie in there going, you know what, I'm here to represent. And that person is Sean Edward Davidson from Perth. He was serving at... Davo. Davo, the bloody little Aussie little legend, having a go, just Real saying... Anzac. You know what, exactly, that's what he is, going, you know what, I know the other nations are trying to, you know, take all the glory, but I'm going to... I'm going to be an Aussie and represent here. He was serving a 12-month sentence after being convicted in September last year for fraudulent travel documents. And he's decided, along with a Bulgarian, an Indian, and a Malaysian, that's right, it is a walking joke. <laughs> so, that an he's Indian, a Bulgarian, a Malaysian, and an Australian walk into a bar in Indonesia. Mm -hmm. After saying, we've just walked out of Karabakan prison. Indira Pantara. Go, Lawrence. Dear Penjata. Yeah. And that's exactly what ACDC do when they go to Indonesia. They sing it that way. Yes. So, this young bloke, uh, Sean, uh, has... He's seen the great escape, hasn't he? He's gone. He's gone. I'm going to dig a tunnel. I'll, uh, I'll distribute the dirt around my cell because mm. no one will notice no one in Karakan. No grubby. Mm. <laughs> And uh, out he's gone. Mm. So wh where does he head that uh, he can blend in? He goes straight to Cooter because they're looking for an Australian. Mm -hmm. So he's just going to disappear into the crowd there, isn't he? Or is he, he going to is he going to do the uh, the Indonesian disguise? I've given this a lot of thought, Loss, because as you know, I, I am very obsessed with uh, all things of a you know not a prison nature, but I do like you know law mm. and recidivist behaviour, um, and. 
I think he's got to obviously get out of Indonesia. How's he going to do that? They're going to be looking for boat. a Bulgarian, an Indian, a Malaysian, and an Australian. Right, for starters. He's not getting back to Australia by boat loss. No, but he can get out of Bali by hope boat. Not. Yeah, he can get out of Bali, but he can go as far as Lombok, and that is it. Uh, it if he comes near, anywhere near this country, I swear to God, we will turn him back. Yeah. Um, he'll end up, uh, he will wish he had have stayed in Karabakan because he'll end up in... Manus Island. Manus Island. Yeah. And he'll go, Just oh, watching wow. endless My Kitchen Rules Imagine on Manus that, Island. And he eating gets, Magnums. But, and he's in Manus Island. He's just going, it's I Manus honestly Island. can't tell you what's worse. Imagine mm. there, he's in Manus Island. Yeah, uh, and he's and, got to live on camel milk. Yeah. And, and activated almonds, oh. and which is also, too, the only drug they can get on there, and they have to shelve them, and it's yeah. not pleasant. <laughs> That's why you. How did we get to this? Because this know. it was always going to get to this land. This is this is the beginning, the middle, and the end of this story, mate. If you Don't, if you thought is... we were going to have a story about Istirahat Benjara and shelving wasn't going to be involved, you're an idiot. You're, an idiot. you're, you're an idiot. a danger to yourself and your full to others, mate. You know what? You should probably call your parents, Liam. I don't know why you thought that we would be talking about a prison break and it wouldn't get to bunting almonds. I don't know how you. <laughs> <laughs> on Manu's Island. On Manu's Island. Island. Oh, isn't that oh. an episode? Manu's Island could okay. be the follow-up to Gilligan's Island. Okay, how's he get out of there? Great, great question that you asked there, Liam. Um, the way he does that, seen those Komodo dragons? Fearful-looking creatures. No one messes with those things. Killer man. Clearly, he's got to dress himself up as a Komodo dragon. Oh, yes. He's got to kill a dragon. Mm. He's got to Wear hollow it. it out, then put his arms and legs in the thing and walk That's into right. the airport <laughs> and <onto> a fly. He's <laughs> <laughs> uh, the genius that I've come up with, right? Mm. What he does. Shawnee Davo. How does he get back into Australia? Good. Good. What have we got a problem with here? You know, this is a form of border inspector yourself, Loss. Mm. People constantly trying to bring in illegal wildlife. Bang. Here's what he does. He kills a Komodo dragon. He yep. puts himself inside. He wears the dragon, which is just as dragon. an aside, his name's Ken. Ken Kenny. the dragon is now mm. dead. He's wearing Ken as a human cloth shield, right? This lizard thing around him. Mm. Then he waits for somebody to try and attempt to smuggle Komodo dragons into the country. Bang. He's all of a sudden down a man's shirt and he's strapped to him with gaffer tape, comes back into Australia, passes customs. Boom. Sean's home. Yeah. And he's also go. carrying a kilogram of grass internally <laughs> uh, that they've overlooked. I want to just pass the almonds. That's where this is. <clears throat> Why doesn't he dress up as Chappelle Corby and just go, no left me behind. Let me on the Garuda. Get me on the Garuda. Oh, no, not her. Get her out of here. <laughs> what is it? You know what he needs to do? He needs to get... Get me on two... the Garuda. No, oh, no, this is it. This is how he does it. This is how Sean gets back to Australia, right? Buys himself a wig, steals a wig, whatever he has to do. Gets a wig. Then he gets... Makes a wig out of grass. A wig, makes a wig yeah. out of grass. Then he gets four esky lids and puts them in his mouth and says, I am Mercedes Corby <laughs> heading home. Right. But he's also got to just be really abusive to all of the media. Yeah, exactly. Just be really racist and disrespectful on his way out, dressed as Mercedes with four Esculids in his mouth. They go, no one in the world has teeth that big other than Mercedes. Tara McCarthy? Yeah, Tara McCarthy, you're on the Garuta. Get out of here. God. That is literally my favorite conversation this year. All right. Do you want to say goodbye to Lawrence? Not really. No, I don't. <laughs> but I know he's got to go. Just walk he's got, out. He's got a family. Thanks, Lawrence. Merrickville here on Triple M.
and playing generation 90s, 90s yeah, generation. All afternoon, every Monday. Every Monday we're doing that mm-hmm. now. So every song is from the 90s. Absolutely. Time. You I'm, really have I'm grasped engaged. the concept, haven't you? Yeah, it took me a little while. It's been about an hour and 15 <laughs> minutes and I've been I've said it three times and you've told me at least five. Mm. What's it called again? Generation 90s. Correct. I like that. Well That's done. my generation. I sound like one of those people who's got dementia and just is on a loop. <laughs> oh my God, I've just turned into the chick from the notebook. Moment. So, uh, Sydney, we know that we can get a little bit fired up on the roads uh, because traffic is a freaking nightmare. It doesn't get any better. It only gets worse. But a man has suffered a dislocated shoulder and cuts to his lip after he was set upon in a road rage incident in Winston Hills last night. New South Wales Police said, I understand the man aged to be in his 30s got out of his hold on Barina. That's not... Yeah... That might be part of it. Uh, on Caroline Chisholm Drive at around about 11 p.m., and assaulted a driver of a BMW aged in his 20s. Police are now seeking witnesses to make contact with them. So if anyone, um, if any women are out there who lent their car to their husband last night, um, the police well, want to speak to you. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we don't want to, I didn't want to say that, but you did, so yeah. it makes me feel better about it. Holden Barina. Why are you making light of it? Awful. I'm not making there? light of it. I'm, I'm providing clues. Yeah, true. Yeah. True. True. Um, hypotheticals. Uh, and now look, road rage is a problem in Sydney. You see it all the time. Uh, sometimes I, I, I don't get rage in the car. Mm. I get rage on my motorbike. Two mm. reasons why I am. Cause when I'm wearing my helmet, people can't see my face. So I can act like a total wanker. Mm. And people just go, ah, random did that. No, it's not. No. Eric was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The guy from, have you been paying attention? Yeah. That guy. Yeah. Tonight. Uh, tonight, channel 10, tonight, channel 830. 10, and, uh, so I could do that in my helmet, but I had a, I, I don't. Genuinely, I can let it go, but I had a moment early this year when I was traveling on uh, Anzac Bridge and a bloke in a BMW was holding his phone and driving dangerously and, oh. and I pulled up next to him and gave him the, you know, the, the hand gesture of get off your phone, mm-hmm. you half wit, because mm-hmm. it was about 20 past six at night. It was getting dark. Mm. And I'm on a motorbike and you're being a twat on your mobile That's phone. That's a very detailed hand gesture. <laughs> I've got other more detailed ones, but I won't do those because they're not for this story. And uh, anyway, so I said to him, get off your phone. And this man swerved in front of me and cut me off in a lane deliberately whilst I was on a motorcycle. No, need. You no, don't, don't no. You don't need to be that angry on the roads. No, no. Here's the thing too. He gets it wrong or I don't see it or something goes wrong. I die. That simple. You kill blokes like me. You it's... kill people like me who ride motorbikes. You just... Acted like a total asshole. And you know what, Merrick? So I hunted him down, Liam. <laughs> no, I'm not even joking. I'm going to admit it. I hunted him down. I went, righto. A, you think you you think you'll get away? I've got you, son. And I followed him on my bike and I went, we're going to have a very, very interesting conversation. And then as I got onto Victoria Road, I went, you're a father of two children. Go home mm. and calm down. Well, where us as a show, Merrick, Merrickville, is mm. slightly to blame for this latest incident. It's true. Because we solved the problem of road rage. That's right. We did. We had a great thing called Highway Hypotheticals where we would, you know, we knew that the roads get congested, that we know that you're traveling right now and things can get a little bit heated and you can get a little bit frustrated. And a great little way to let off a little bit of steam is to play Highway Hypotheticals. These are just little hypotheticals. We're playing the car. And we haven't home. done it for a while. Yeah. We haven't done it for months. And, and this then happens. all of a sudden, bang! Road rage. Is there a correlation? Probably not. Are we going to suggest there is one? Absolutely. So what do we do? I get some funding from the state government. I, oh, I, sorry. Oh, we could just play hypothetical. That's plan B. <laughs> For sake. It's traffic.
You know what that sound means, Sydney. It's time to play Highway Hypotheticals. Yeah, okay. All right, we'll give you some Highway Hypotheticals in just a moment. One triple three five three. if you'd like to play along. It's always good to have people involved in this. It's good fun. Throw one my way, Lance, because yeah. I, I always win this. If you've forgotten how to play, listen up. I'll give you an example here. All right, Go. Eric, you're hypothetical. Mm. You have the power to remove Donald Trump as the President of the United States. Mm. All you have to do is agree to have your browser history published on the front page of every newspaper around the world. Mm. Mm. What do you do? Mm. So essentially mm. what uh, w- this is asking mm. is, would you put your, uh, your no, the needs of the world yep. get over yourself? 100% I would. So you, you'd yep. agree to have your yep. browsing history yep. published yep. globally. Yep. No one's not going to see this. Yep. And Donald Trump is out of office. Because yep. here's the thing. No one's going to learn anything they don't already think about me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like People just go, yeah, yeah, I thought he'd be into that. Yeah. He looks like that kind of guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's nothing. There's nothing, yeah. you know. <laughs> there's no surprises. No, no. But there's also, too, there's nothing like you just go, oh, my God, psycho. None of that. Well, so, yeah, would I be embarrassed and humiliated? Probably. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. not It's not a real offer, so yeah. I apologize. I mean, but... Yeah. I mean, sexy lesbian tennis stars of the 70s. Oh. I mean, sure, that's going to come up, um, but we can deal with that. One triple three five three. If you want to play high hypotheticals now, we've got some more, and we can learn more about Merrick's browser history. Great to have your company, Sydney, and we're going to do some highway hypotheticals. We got a little intro. No, I, I don't have the intro. No, 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 no. <laughs> Sorry, a, mate. No, it's all right. I thought you. I thought I'd. Okay. Yeah. So basically, if you're driving the car now, we know that road rage is a massive issue. Bloke last night was injured. Police are looking for uh, somebody who got out of his Holden Barina. So. Mm. A Caroline doesn't drive. Uh, he's and assaulted a driver. In his twenties driving a BMW. Broke his shoulder. Oh, dislocated his shoulder. Nasty. Anyway, and we figured out it's on us because we haven't done highway well, hypotheticals. Highway hypotheticals. Just, just calms everybody down it a little does. bit. Chills everybody out. Got Dave and Windsor. Hello, Dave. Yeah, go, Mitch. Very good indeed, mate. Thanks for calling through. We're going to give you a hypothetical, and I'll tell you whether or not you're right or wrong. Here we go. All right, Dave. Your hypothetical is this: Would you yeah. rather never be allowed to use toilet paper again, Ooh. or have to explain the offside rule in soccer to every person you met. Oh. <laughs> Dave is uh, Dave is silent in contemplation. Mez, do you understand the offside rule in soccer? Yeah, yeah. Do you I'm reckon s- you could explain it to? Could I be bothered? Yeah, explaining? exactly. Can I explain it? Yes. Can I be bothered? No. Ooh, both of them require coming into contact with a lot of shit. Yeah. Um, Dave, any thoughts? I, <laughs> I, um, I do know how to explain the offside rule in yes. soccer. Mm. Yes. Um, but, but could you be bothered explaining it? Or, or here's the thing, Dave, you could just... Put a bidet, a French-style bidet into your home. What do you need toilet paper for? Nobody likes to go when they're, you know, like, you know, it's not like you're looking to go number twos outside of your own house. You try to keep that at home. So why not install a bidet, quick wash, wash, out the door? Problem is, a lot of my days I'm out on site doing inspections. Oh, so so you're, a, uh, you're a massive away player, aren't you? You're loving away uh, game. Yeah. I'm going to have to go with the offside, mate. Oh, oh Dave. Well, technically for you, I think you've made the right decision. Well done, Dave. Oh, well done. Not for not for Watsy. Watsy's an at-home guy. Loves a home game. Makes it easier. Okay, that was that's one answered. Dave in Campbelltown. Hello, Dave. 
How you going, mate? Very good indeed. All right, we're playing highway hypotheticals to try and take some of the tension out of uh, the, the roads in Sydney. You on the road at the moment, Dave? Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, parking lot. Oh, oh, man. Very good. All right, Dave, here's your highway hypothetical. Would you rather yep. own a man in a dog's body or a dog in a man's body? Mm, I'd have to go man in a dog body. Ooh. Why, Dave? Oh, just sounds a bit more realistic. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I mean, they're both they're both very realistic. Dave, you are correct. Oh, what? Well done. Yes, he's correct. You would Thank have you. you would have a man in a dog's body, right? Because here's the thing: if you've got a human, but they're trapped inside a dog's body, you are the master, right? So yeah. you're in control of that dog. So you can you can say to that dog, do this trick, do this, do that. You can command it, and you have unparalleled respect from people. But if your mate Greg is actually a dog, and you you go out to a pub and you just go, you want a scoon, he goes, rest, breathe. You are not going to look like a sharp tool, are you? Just go. Greg, would you like a parmesan? I parmesan. That's it. Like, Who's that guy? Who wants Greg? I like that Dave's reasoning though was that it sounded more realistic. It is more realistic. <laughs> Dave is correct. He's spot on. Well done, Dave. Full points. See Jim Owen at a club near you. Go to jimowen.com. I know I've got a bit of a strong accent, and I tend to mumble quite a bit as well, so, you know, <laughs> you're looking at the heart. <laughs> Merrickville, 104.9 Triple M. This is your station of origin. State of origin. Nothing hits you like Holden State of Origin. Feel it. Be there. Get your tickets to the only origin game in Sydney. Go to nrl.com slash tickets. Proudly, Sydney's Triple M. Oh, only two more sleeps, Sydney, until the Blues smash the Queenslanders to take out the Origin Series, and then we'll have a dead rubber, but we'll still enjoy it because it'll just be another opportunity to win again. One triple three five three is the number to call. Today's category for your State of Origin is... Does your suburb have a double-barreled name? A two-word suburb. So, for example, Brighton, Lasans, mm. no. Be, uh, San Susie, yes. Oh, very good. Uh, Pendant Hills, yes. Blacktown, no. I'm, look, one word. I'm looking at people calling through. We've got Alex from Windsor. We've got Dave from Panania. Hang up, guys. No. Can see you've only got no. single-word suburbs. You need a double-ender. Ooh. <laughs> You've been waiting. Ooh. When I told you uh, that yes. the, the yes. origin lie. today was, yes. yeah, well yes. done. Well was, done. It was always going to be. But a, again, yeah. your poor old suburb of Lilyfield, not eligible. No, no. again, not. Uh, I'm just trying to think of nothing in the inner west, is there? It's got a double barrel name. Like I said, Pennant Hills, Hills District, lots of hills Greenfield districts. Park. Yeah. It's yeah. not in the so inner west, but the I point take, is. I take Sinclair. He takes, I take yeah, yeah. Sinclair. Yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um... Here we go. I think we've got one. Andrew? Andrew? Hello, mate. Whereabouts are you calling from? Albion Park. Boom! Oh, double double ended t- ticket no, just, winner. You're getting two tickets here. Yeah. You're not getting a double ender. What? You're getting two Why tickets you... to Origin. Why would you... Awesome. You don't tell Andrew how to live his life. If that's something that he and his wife want to do in the privacy no. of their home, you don't tell him how to live his... No, that's unfair. It's judgmental. We won't have that on the show. Andrew, congratulations, <laughs> mate. You are going to Origin 2 on Wednesday night. You can get your tickets to the only Origin game in Sydney this year. Go to nrl.com forward slash tickets. Here's some more 90s music, Merrick. Yeah. Joined this afternoon by one of the stars of Have You Been Paying Attention? 8.30 tonight on Channel 10. Ed Cavalier joins me in the hot seat. <laughs> Good to have you here, Ed. 
Amez, it is great to be here. Now, you've just, the one crucial error that you've made there, buddy, yeah. is that you've said, have you been paying attention tonight on Channel 10? First things first, we can never be quite sure if Channel 10's still going to be an ongoing concern. <laughs> it's like a parking meter. You've got to put two bucks in when you come in the foyer. If you put two bucks in, it'll get you about another 40 minutes. Oh. And also, you've said, Mez, there, mm. you've said that it is on at 8.30. Oh, no. Now, the official title oh. is that, have you been paying attention, it's on after yeah. MasterChef, which, as you know, means we normally come on at what time? 8.45, 8.45, well, 8.50. Yeah, keep it going. Nine twenty. Five to midnight. If yeah. George is re- <laughs> if Matt's really enjoying a dish, we've gone on at five to midnight. We bang up against Daniel's direct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if for any reason MasterChef has uh, you know any kind of um, a, a oh, special week, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, a food yeah, challenge yeah. or a yeah, special oh, yeah. week, and the, yeah. the special week happens to be soccer fans. That's three hours. <laughs> yeah, just, the, just pulling that, George away from a contestant. That's exactly right. Get him out. Get off him, George. Get off him. <laughs> hey, Mess, you, uh, when are we going to talk about your outfit last night? Because uh, I noticed in all the promotional material, they mm. haven't gone and showed the Merrick outfit. Uh, because the first time I saw you last night, this is a little bit of behind the scenes stuff for people, was in the dressing room where I walked in and I put on my crazy uh, outfit that they gave me. And I turned around to you and you were having a very in-depth discussion with uh, Sandy, the wardrobe master. Mm, she's and great. Do you remember what that discussion was about, Merrick Watts? It was about my sh- the sh- colour of my shirt. In particular? Whether or not I could get away with wearing pink. <laughs> I, I believe it was which shade of pink you were going to get away with. Salmon. Was no. It salmon? Give it its full name. Give it its full name. What did you settle on? I, I, I think it, I said puce. You puce. said wild salmon. Wild salmon. <laughs> that's right. I, ex- I did actually. I said Tasmanian wild smoked salmon. Tasmanian smoked salmon. That yeah, was that's his spirit American. animal, though. It's my spirit, so, yeah, oh, that it's you? spirit animal. It's delicious and full of good oils. <laughs> <laughs> and you come in a packet at Coles. <laughs> two for nine bucks. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, okay. Well, it is a, it's a very interesting battle because I don't I don't know. Like, I'm quite a competitive person. You are, Mez. But you then are. I also, too, I have this default where I like to be a dickhead. So yes. I, <laughs> with the, have you been paying attention? I, uh-huh. I'm, I'm kind of confused as to which to default to. Should I try and answer the question seriously or yes. should I be an idiot? Well, the beautiful thing about you, Mez, is you often get both at the same time. It's like it's like Harvey Two Face in Batman. Yeah. You get a little bit of, of uh, you get a little bit of quiz yep. guy, and then here comes Mister Dickhead just yep. coming up on the other side. Because I believe if it stays the way, because going again behind the scenes, there's a lawyer that sits off air, and then we always talk about this when we start the show, mm. and essentially is watching for things that we have to take out. That's mm. the only editing that takes place. Mm. Mm. Uh, we normally call that the Mick Malloy zone, and so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and you get one of the early questions right tonight. That is true, is it not? Yes. Yes. Then I don't think we hear from you until about... <laughs> about just before the end. <laughs> just before the end, as we say, as we wake Merrick up. Oi, Salmon Boy, you still with us? What just, What happened, Miz? Just what defamed this? <laughs> so many politicians. You did, so actually. Many horrible comments. Uh, yeah, yeah, I talked yeah, about yeah. people of short stature in a really derogative way. It I got horribly enjoyed that. wrong. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, went, it went pretty sour, I'm not going to lie. But you know what? I enjoyed myself. Yeah, you I look think... like you were having fun. You yeah. looked like you were having a whale of a time. Yeah. Until somebody, I think, stepped in and said, that's hate speech. And I went, okay. <laughs> I, I, now I know where the line is. I knew you're, I knew when you are in trouble when Rebel Wilson's lawyers were rubbing their hands. <laughs> <laughs> Ed Cavalier joins me this afternoon. Have you been paying attention, of course, tonight, but somewhere between 8.30 mm, yeah, and yeah, yeah. midnight that's us, that's on us. Channel 10. <laughs> Stick around, Ed. <laughs> Happy t- Ed, I know that we've, we talked about um, have you been paying attention and, mm-hmm. and how... 
tonight, obviously, I will win. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. I think you were you you scored so few points. You were what you were in what we call the pang zone, where after a while, Tom just stops the show and goes, "Mess, yep, anything? Got any answers at all?" From a scoring <laughs> level, if we were to put this in oceanic depths, right, oh. I'd be at that depth of not winning where you see fish with massive teeth and <laughs> bioluminescent eyes. Yeah, the no that's faces. How, that's how <laughs> far away I am from the sunlight of winning. Oh, I thought you were taking us back to when the Socceroos placed in Oceania and I was the Socceroos and you were in American Samoa the night that Archie Thompson scored 13. <laughs> but let's talk about, let's kick the shit out of another television show. Yes, and, please. Okay. Uh, Channel 7 has axed Ooh. its planned telly movie about Shane Warne. Very interesting. I read something recently uh, Ed, that they said that the kind of biopics um, mm. have not been performing as well off the back of Brock. That didn't oh, do Brock. Brocky yes. didn't do very well. Yeah, okay. But of course, yep. the one about Molly Meldrum, um, yes. Molly did very well. Molly was huge. Massive that numbers. one was huge. Is that because I was in it? Is that what you were getting at? That's what I was trying to allude to. Yeah, you because were in Molly. I, and... <laughs> yes. I was in. So two of those were shot in Queensland. Here we go. So Molly was shot partly in Queensland, right? And then a little bit in around Victoria as well. And then the, the another one called, you know, the Hoags one that they just did. Yes. That was shot entirely in Queensland. Here's what they did. This is a true story. The location manager told me this. We need somewhere where there's going to be buildings that look like the 70s that have been untouched. I know, just the city. <laughs> and bang. So, <laughs> bang. Let's go to Queensland. So they got these rules, man. The local content, you know, they got to have local actors. And I because yep. from being a Queenslander, I get to be in anything shot in Queensland. They've just got to drag my big nose out in order to get me to get across the local content rules. Is right? that how you get work? Yeah, that's how I get work. That is so good. God, well, I wish it's the only time in my life I wish I was born in Tasmania. <laughs> oh, you'd be huge down be there, man. Oh, you'd be huge. I tell you what, I when mean, they do the Jackie Lambie yeah. story. Okay. <laughs> Hang on a second. That bloke can read. <laughs> yeah, get out. Uh, so I understand the Channel 7 is what they've done. So they've, called, they've released the option. Of the Shane Warne biopic. That means it's up for grabs, Miss. Yeah, that means absolutely. that anyone could now grab that and yep. make themselves their own Shane Warne biopic Funny or bio sh- series. Funny you should say that, Ed, because Is I it? think it, it'd be a tragedy to let this go because you can only imagine. Like, I was actually kind of looking forward to seeing a biopic about Warney, particularly yeah. an unauthorized one, which oh, we'd only yeah, expect yeah. it would be. <laughs> yes, exactly. Just, I mean, just go, yeah, that's right, smoking. Back on telly. Yeah, you remember this? Remember you used to see people smoking? Warney's doing it. It's bringing it back. Remember when Warney had his own face? It's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) They were working with the producers of Face Off, but they couldn't couldn't get him across the line. Who would you cast as Warney? Who who gets that? I need to say this. I need to say this. Are you going to say? Merrick Watts. Well, Merrick Watts, is this true? I heard a bit of showbiz scoopla around the place. Oh, God, here we go. Okay, is this true, Merrick Watts, yes or no, that you auditioned and did a very, very good audition to the point where there were some rumoured discussions about you playing Chopper in that miniseries that they recently announced? True or false? True. Wow. If I had a gong, I would smash it. If I was on the Red Faces set, I would smash that gong right now. Merrick and Watts... if I had ability, I'd be playing the role. <laughs> <laughs> Mez, I reckon you would have been awesome. Yeah, I think a... that would have been amazing casting. Yeah. Look, the nose. The only thing was, too, is there was discussion about probably having to put on about 20 kilos, which um, oh. I dropped about 13 kilos last year. Right. Not real keen to put those puppies back on. Right, right, Yeah. Right, when right, I, when right, I lost right. those bitch tits, I was pretty happy about it. <laughs> uh, when I stopped lactating. It was a joyful time. <laughs> that was a win, was it, Bess? Yeah, I was not looking forward to going. But that was that. Tr- 
but that was true. I knew that was true. Because you remember this was this was a big it's casting is so important. Remember when they did the Beaconsfield one? Remember uh, the yes, Beaconsfield? Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, because absolutely. Tony Martin and I on Triple M were, were campaigning for that Beaconsfield to be called Beaconsfield Shaft of Hope. Starring <laughs> That's a porno shaft of hope. Yeah, yeah, it could be two things. Starring Lockie Hume, who played yes. Terry Packer very yes. famously, and yep. who ended up getting one of the roles? Yeah, Lockie, Lockie Hume. Hume. There and, you go. And Shane, and Shane Jacobson. Jacobson. Yeah, is it's it a terrible cast. Is it true that you got very close to playing Koshi in that? <laughs> true. Oh, my God. Merrick was. Also, he went close to playing okay. the shaft as no, well. Oh, also, did he really? Oh, <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, come on, mate. We're trying oh, to have a nice discussion oh, here. Oh, I was, it was actually Mel. I nearly got the part of Mel. <laughs> I went for Koshi. They said, no, nose is not big enough. And I went, are you serious? And they said, what about Mel? You'd be, great. You'd be great as a Mel. But hang on, he's stacked. Look at that cleavage. Oh, he could play Mel. He could do anything. <laughs> uh, Ed, I, I've yep. got some good news for you and for Shane Warne fans. It, sure, the Channel 7 biopic on Warney is not going to go to air. But this week oh, on Triple God. M, what? it lives again. Coming soon to Triple M, the miniseries not good enough for Channel 7. <laughs> Shane Warne, balls and all. Starring the man who destroyed the Underbelly franchise, Merrick Watts, as Shane Warne. Hey, you got a smoke? Oh, sorry. Too many beans. Lucky I had lit up. Plus, a random guy from the office as Stuart McGill. Oh, come on, Warney, let me have a bowl. Glenn McGrath. Hey, Warney, it's Pigeon here, mate. Uh, I'm thinking of doing some big game hunting in Africa. Cannot see any way that could go wrong. You in? Give me a call. Glenn. And Sachin Tendulkar. Hey, I'm Sachin Tendulkar. Shane Warne, balls and all, coming to Triple M. Wow, well, tomorrow. Yeah, probably tomorrow. Well, well, I love it. From the makers of Choice Bro Tafe brings you <laughs> Merrick Watts. <laughs> Why did you back out on the accent work for Sachin Tendulkar? Well, you know what? I, I did write it with an accent, but Liam wouldn't <laughs> yeah. perform it with an accent because ah. he thought it was racist. <laughs> Whatever. Well, and that's why I've painted his face with black paint. <laughs> Ed well, that's amazing. Mez, I look forward to tomorrow's instalment. That was fantastic. Mate, thank you for joining me on the show now. We've got to let you go because I've got to go off here and have a meeting about uh, that some sketch and some other things that we've said. Things. Oh, yeah. Why are there so many of our bosses just standing around the glass, Mez? Are those clipboards a good sign? <laughs> Not usually. Ed Cavley, no. we'll catch you tonight and myself as well at about 8.40-ish oh, on yes. Channel 10. Have you been paying attention? See you there, mate. On your mess. Thank you for visiting Merrickville. If you missed anything during this day, subscribe to the Merrickville podcast on iTunes or with your favourite Android app, 104.9 Triple M. See Jim Owen at a club near you. Go to jimowen.com. I'm staying in this hotel at the moment. It's got revolving doors. It's not a great entrance, is it, revolving doors? You have to take tiny steps on your arrival. <laughs> and they can see you coming too, no element of surprise. <laughs> Look at this idiot. Merrickville, 104.9 Triple M.